even though I actually thought I was an honest person when I got in recovery, I lied about shit all the time. I'd say I was happy to do things that I wasn't really happy to do. Then there was all the lying about the food, the cigarettes, the drugs, the alcohol, my codependent behavior, etc. The tool that I have now is called telling the truth or honesty. I don't lie. That's the bottom line for me. Because if I'm lying, I am screwed because I need to live in actual reality. And reality is where the truth is. It's just not okay for me to lie anymore. Because being dishonest is such a slippery slope to so many other shitty behaviors. Hi, I'm Barb Nangle. I want to welcome you to my podcast, Fragmented to Whole, Life Lessons from 12-Step Recovery, where I help people heal their emotional, psychological, and spiritual wounds and make deep, lasting changes in their lives. I'm the founder and CEO of Higher Power Coaching and Consulting, LLC, where I coach people on how to develop healthy boundaries. On this podcast, I share my experience, strength, and hope from recovery. I don't support or endorse any particular 12-step recovery fellowship, and I don't claim to speak for any particular 12-step fellowship. I also don't believe that 12-step recovery is the only way to recover. You might need additional help. My hope is that you'll find my words concretely helpful in improving your life, whether you're in recovery or not. If you like what you've heard on this episode, please screenshot it and share it on social media. And if you do, please be sure to tag me at Higher Power Coaching. This is episode 188, Dysfunctional versus Functional Tools, How to Stop Making Things Worse. The other day, I was talking with someone in recovery about how we didn't have any tools for living before we got into recovery and how we've learned to have a whole slew of tools from recovery. And I was like, wait, I actually did have tools. They were just really shitty tools that made things worse rather than making things better, which is generally why we use tools to make things better, not worse. What I'm going to do here is list some of the shitty tools that I used to use to manage my life and then contrast them with what I do now. The first one I'll talk about is that I used gossip. And I really didn't know that that was what I was doing. If you want to hear more about my journey to stop gossiping, I'll put a link in the show notes to my episode about that. When I used gossip as a quote tool, that meant I was talking about problems and talking about other people, but I wasn't solving problems. I was just talking about them and making them worse by making them seem a lot bigger than they were or by involving more people in them. And now what I do instead of gossip is I am a problem solver. I come at things with a solution orientation and I directly communicate with people. And I communicate with the people that are actually involved in the situation rather than all the people around it. I contain the information to the people that are involved in the situation and I don't bring other people in on it unless it's absolutely necessary to bring them in for some very specific problem-solving reason. Another old tool that I used was pretending. I pretended shit wasn't happening 
or I pretended that I felt things that I didn't feel, or I pretended that things were okay with me that weren't, or I pretended that I like things that I didn't. I used to work in a job where we did a lot of trainings, and in those trainings, we would occasionally do role-playing as part of the trainings. Oh my God, I fucking hate role-playing. And I realized it's because I've been fucking pretending my whole life, and I hate it, and that's why I hate role-playing. Now, I don't pretend anymore. I actually tell the truth. I let people know what is really going on with me. I say yes when I mean yes. I say no when I mean no. I say things like, I don't care for that if I don't care for something. If I actually like something, you know, like Hallmark movies, then I admit it instead of pretending that I don't like them. Another shitty tool that's closely related but is a little bit different was one that I that I used to use all the time, and that was lying. Even though I actually thought I was an honest person when I got in recovery, I lied about shit all the time. I'd say I was happy to do things that I wasn't really happy to do. Then there was all the lying about the food, the cigarettes, the drugs, the alcohol, my codependent behavior, etc. The tool that I have now is called telling the truth or honesty. I don't lie. That's bottom line for me. Because if I'm lying, I am screwed because I need to live in actual reality. And reality is where the truth is. It's just not okay for me to lie anymore. Because being dishonest is such a slippery slope to so many other shitty behaviors. Another one of those shitty tools that I used was stuffing my feelings down and trying not to feel what I was feeling. I've had a number of pretty bad episodes of depression and every single one of them was connected to a man, mainly because I was trying to pretend that I wasn't feeling something that I was. I was stuffing my feelings, usually feelings of attraction to someone, but occasionally it was feelings of repulsion. In my last relationship before recovery, I became really disgusted with and resentful of my then boyfriend, but I tried to stuff that down, which resulted in me having a terrible episode of depression. Most of the other episodes, it was about being attracted to somebody that either wasn't attracted to me at all or who wasn't as serious as I was. So I tried to stuff my feelings and act like I didn't feel what I actually felt. Now, what I do rather than stuff my feelings is that one, I allow myself to feel my feelings and when and if it's appropriate, I share them with other people. I don't require other people's approval the way that I used to. So it's a lot easier for me to express how I really feel. We have feelings for a reason. They are indicators about something. For me, that unrequited love was one of the most painful feelings I had ever felt. And it was partly that painful because I stuffed it down so much. I wanted to express the joyful feeling of love, but I was afraid to express it because I knew that it wasn't reciprocated. So the amount of work and energy involved in doing that just made things so much worse. I've had to do a lot of feelings work in recovery. And the way I think of it 
is that I needed my feelings to become right-sized. A lot of the stuffing I did with my feelings was because I was afraid of my feelings. And what I've learned is that feelings are energy. Energy in motion, emotion. And the thing about energy is it continually morphs and changes. It never stays the same. So if I allow the feelings to come through me and I express them, they'll eventually dissipate. It may feel scary and like I'm going to die, but that feeling is not permanent. I acted like any feelings that I had that were shitty that I was avoiding were going to be permanent, but they actually dissipate over time. So I don't stuff my feelings anymore. I feel them and I express them. Another really shitty tool that I had was shame. The main shaming I did was of myself and making myself feel really bad. But don't get me wrong, I shamed other people, often by making them feel like fucking idiots. So shaming myself was another way of saying beating myself up. I have always had high self-esteem, so I was astonished to learn when I got into recovery that I was basically always looking for a reason to beat the shit out of myself. And even though I did a lot of work in my late 20s to clean up the negative self-talk in my head, I realized in recovery that there was a lot more going on in my head than I realized. I didn't know that I was still beating myself up, but I was. And the thing about beating yourself up is the result is that you end up being battered and bruised. It doesn't improve your life, which is ultimately why we're doing it. We have some misguided notion that if I just beat myself up enough or beat myself up in just the right way, I'll improve. But that doesn't work. In fact, it makes things a lot worse because you're walking around battered and bruised, feeling like shit, and it's hard to do well in life when you feel like shit all the time. What I do instead of shaming myself or beating myself up or blaming myself is that I allow myself to be the flossom person that I am. If you don't know what that means, I have a whole episode about what it means to be flossom, flawed and awesome. So that means I cut myself slack. I give myself the benefit of the doubt. I reach out to other people and let them know how I'm feeling. I say things like, I'm embarrassed, or I can't believe I did that, or I don't know what to say. I don't shame and blame myself. One thing I do on a very regular basis is that I look in the mirror and I tell myself that I love myself just the way I am. Now, I did that really regularly early in recovery, and it was really awkward and fucking weird at the beginning, but it really changed things for me. It really helped me to learn to love myself. And then I would occasionally do it from time to time, but in the past, I don't know, year or so, I've come close to doing it every single day. And let me tell you something, it makes an enormous difference. Another thing that helps me with not shaming and blaming and beating myself up is the phrase info, not ammo. In other words, this is information for me to learn and grow from. It is not ammunition for me to beat myself up with. 
Guess what? I have an episode about that too. I'll also link that in the show notes. Another shitty tool I used was hiding. I was trying to hide all the time, trying to hide what I thought, what I felt, what was real about me. And that has something to do with why this podcast is called Fragmented to Whole, because I was hiding behind all these different facades, which were partly responsible for all those different fragments, because I wasn't even really clear who I was. And that was because I was trying to hide because I didn't feel safe being the real me when I was a kid. Because in my family, we used a lot of sarcasm, ridicule, and passive aggressive communication and just a bunch of shitty ass tools, which is where I learned them. I didn't feel safe. So I felt the need to hide who I was. And you know, something that's coming to mind, I've never thought of this as hiding before, but When I used to date people before recovery and I would bring personal items to their house, I would always make sure that I put them away somewhere so it was not taking up space in their home that was evident. And when I started dating my current sweetheart, I noticed that I was doing this. I was like, oh, I'm feeling like I don't want to take up space in his home, even though he is absolutely delighted that I am here. I didn't want to cause him any extra effort. I remember when I first started staying over there and he wanted to carry my bags down to the car for me in the morning. I said, I got it. I don't need your help. And he was like, yeah, I know you don't. I want to help you. Please let me help you. And I was like, oh, oops. I guess you could say that was another form of me hiding. Another shitty tool that I used was to deny, deny, deny. Now, I had a recent episode about that. It's number 182. It's called Denial 3.0 because I had two other episodes previously about my denial. That's how big of a role denial has played in my life. In fact, I'm certain there will be more episodes in the future as I come more and more out of denial. Denial is a way of not facing reality, of me wanting things to be the way I wanted them to be. For example, I didn't want there to be traffic on the highway. I mean, I really don't want there still to be traffic on the highway, but I'm not denying that that's the reality nowadays. The tool that has replaced denial for me is acceptance. I've really learned acceptance to accept things as they are, to live life on life's terms, to stop fighting against things because they, quote, shouldn't be that way. Uh, I have an episode on acceptance and two about life on life's terms. I will link those in the show notes along with the denial episodes. Now, there are plenty more shitty tools I use, such as defensiveness, giving unsolicited advice, having unrealistic expectations of myself, other people, the world, being judgmental, people-pleasing, and approval-seeking. But I think you get the point. I have transformed from using a whole slew of dysfunctional tools that just made things worse to having a whole tool shed of functional, healthy tools that make things better. And I wanted to share these because I realized that we actually did have tools. They were just counterproductive tools that made things worse rather than better. One of the frameworks I really like to use in thinking about all this is from step 12, where it says, 
we practice these principles in all of our affairs. First of all, it says we practice. It doesn't say we perfect. It says we practice. And when it says in all of our affairs, that means we live in alignment with the principles and values of 12-step recovery. In my personal life, it means that I live in alignment with my values. That is, I have integrity. I do what I say I'm going to do. I'm a woman of my word. I am an honest woman of integrity who knows how to make things better, not worse. If you're ready to finally have an enjoyable, relaxing summer doing things you really want to do, instead of always following other people's agendas, I have some openings for private clients right now. If you are really tired of saying yes to things you really don't want to do and being overly accommodating to others, this is for you. It's time to start accommodating yourself. Maybe you're dissatisfied with your relationships and overwhelmed with all kinds of difficult feelings because of your interactions with others. If you'd like to get your life in order before the summer hits, go to barbchat.net and sign up for a free 30-minute call with me about my private coaching so we can get started right away. That way, you'll be done by summer. This is for people who are finally ready to make deep, lasting changes in their relationship patterns, including their relationships with themselves, their partners, family, friends, and colleagues. Go to barbchat.net. If you like this podcast, and I'm guessing you did or you wouldn't still be listening, then you're going to love the other things I have to offer. If you'd love pre-release podcast scripts and episodes before anyone else gets them, or if you'd love access to content from my private vault that I developed exclusively for my private clients, which is like having a work session with me without me actually being there, go to patreon.com slash higher power coaching. There are three tiers ranging from as low as $4 up to $24 a month. You'll also love my weekly newsletter, Friday Fragments, which has content very similar to the podcast. You can check it out at fridayfragments.news. That's fridayfragments.news. Please like and subscribe to my podcast on your favorite podcast outlet. I'd also love it if you'd leave a review, which you can do either in the show notes or on Apple Podcasts. It really helps other people find my podcast so they can get the benefits you've gotten from listening. If someone came to mind when you listened to this particular episode, please share it with them. And my favorite place to hang out on social media is Instagram. I'm at Higher Power Coaching. Please DM me there. I'd love to hear what you got from this episode. I run group and private coaching programs on building healthy boundaries. Whether you need help with boundaries in your personal, professional, or romantic life, I can help. Head on over to barbchat.net where you can hop onto my calendar for a free 30-minute Better Boundaries consultation. My ideal client is someone who is ripe for change. If that's you, I would love to work with you. My goal with all my work is to help you make lasting changes in your life like I've made deep, lasting changes in my life. Remember, it's never too late to recover. No one is beyond hope and healing is 
possible. Thanks for listening.